You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Let's do this. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. All the technical business as we get rolling. But that means it's time for happy hour. It is the Man Cave Happy Hour. Whiskey, cigar, spirits, the stories that go along with it. I'm Jamie Flanagan. I am Matt Fox. And we are at the amazing Northville Podcast Detroit Studios. What'd you call them? At one point you called them... Palatial? Palatial. Palatial. That's quite the word. That's a lot of consonants. (laughs) That is... uh, Vanna, can I have an A? (laughs) Oh, but it is Tasting Tuesdays with uh, Joe Lewis Bourbon and people who might be joining us uh, on the stream uh, can see that I posted a a subheading saying, what do you get when you mix Joe Lewis Bourbon and Zim's Vodka? Oh, trouble? And I said, (laughs) and if you look around, I have an array of trouble here for today. And uh, Bruce from Zim's Vodka... Welcome back to the Man Cave. Thank you. It is always an honor to be on the <laughs> podcast with Jamie and Matt talking about Zim's Vodka, talking about, frankly, any alcoholic beverage. Right, right. <laughs> it's always fun. It's always exciting. Always interesting. Never dull. Never, never a dull moment when, Bru- when Bruce is but in the talking room. About them, talking about them is not as fun as consuming them. Well, the, the, this is true, and we're going to get there. We are going to get there. And also joining us, as he does just about every single week, we have Mr. Michael Shore from Joe Lewis Bourbon uh, with us as well. Hey, how is uh, everything down in uh, Georgia? I am sitting poolside here in Atlanta today. Yes. Jerk. I mean, Um, good for you. I'm in the shade. I'm in the shade because otherwise it's it's a scorcher. But no, it's good. (laughs) It's good. And um, things are going well with Joe. Uh, We've added a few more markets that are coming up. So uh, we'll talk yeah. about that. It's, uh, yeah. it's a little I hectic. Saw, I just saw uh, Mr. Barrow, uh, Mr. Barrow Jr. He actually just uh, set up his restaurant downtown. He's working with his partners here and they're, yeah, um, they were there. To- he was there last week. I spoke yep. with him on Saturday. He gave me the briefing. Oh, yep. really? Good. Good for him. Getting the new restaurant set up and getting it rolling here. Where, hopefully soon. Where is it? It's geographically. It's right in Midtown area. Yeah. Uh, right off of, I want to say uh, off of Woodward. In the midtown area, awesome. so it's well, right. It, it's right in that center area. It's it, it's a, from what I saw in the picture, it's an amazing looking space. I bet it really, really. Yeah, is. it's uh, Joe I'm Lewis excited. Southern Kitchen, and Thank uh, you. Yes. the vision. Okay. The vision is that uh, this becomes the this is the, the hometown showplace location, and then it will be they'll be opening up in cities around the country. Ah, so exciting! Oh, so very, very cool. exciting! And yeah, there'll could, be Joe Lewis Bourbon available. Uh, well, well one, one would hope that's the trick <laughs> they're in they're in although the the, the the tricky thing is that they all they're like a breakfast lunch uh the bar is uh, gonna open later i think i i don't oh. even know the timing because originally here's another little trivia for you we talk about all the things that were supposed to happen okay so right. the uh the restaurant was supposed to open in february mm-hmm. um and then joe lewis's birthday which is in may Mm-hmm. Um, on May 13th was going to be the grand opening of the restaurant. 
And then on May 15th was going to be the opening of the bar area, mm. uh, which was going to be where there was a, be a Joe Lewis introductory tasting event. Um, and so that never happens <laughs> among the things that never happened. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. We, we haven't really readdressed uh, what to do when, because I'm not sure they're hundred percent sure when it's going to open. Well, that's interesting. I will share with you that um, I'm so glad to hear of them opening for a couple of reasons, primarily because um, God bless them for opening during this crazy time we're living in. Right. Um, but the other thing, Michael, is that um, I come from a boxing family. In fact, my yeah. father, and that's why when, you know, Joe Lewis Bourbon, I mean, Zim's, it, this was meant to be, I guess, is my point, <laughs> yeah. because um, my father was Sugar Ray Robinson's sparring partner. And really? yeah, yeah. I mean, and my father was the United States welterweight boxing champion. So the whole Joe <laughs> Lewis boxing thing, what a great tie in. Well, and we That's thought awesome. it, and we thought it'd be an interesting conversation to have, um, you know, being a, a spirit entrepreneur yourself. You guys are Zim's is what, six, seven years down the road. We're seven years under our belt now. Look right. at me. I know a little bit of Zim's history. A little history. bit. A little uh, bit. Yeah. Proud of you over He's there, coachable. <laughs> <laughs> so you're about seven years down the road for, you know, like spirit entrepreneurship. Um, and and again, it's that word um, that's going to get used out here um, pivoting. Um, mm. so I, I was curious, you know, how, how did you launch as, as, as independent spirit entrepreneurs? Um, and then what are you doing to pivot now that, that we've entered into the, the, you know, crazy pandemic world? Well, um, I guess for the, the purpose of educating our listeners, how we got into this business was simple. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like a lot of businesses, people say, Hey, I see this. Mm -hmm. I think I can do that better. Right. And I'm not picking on the brand. In fact, I'm not even going to mention it, but let's put it this way. It was a very well-known vodka brand, a high-end ultra premium brand. And Terry Olson and I were having a vodka cocktail at his <laughs> club after a round of golf. Nice. Sure. And he said, this is not the world's greatest vodka. Maybe I gave away something there. <laughs> <laughs> we can do better. So yeah. after doing exhaustive research, I'm sure like Michael did, yeah. we said, look, let's find out about the origins of vodka. Let's find about where is the motherland of vodka. And we came up with the answers that Poland, mm -hmm. not Russia, is the motherland oh, of vodka. Right. Shocker. The mm -hmm. other thing, as you both know, mm -hmm. we use potatoes to make our vodka. In fact, less than 3% of all the vodka produced in the world is made with potatoes. Potatoes. So Now you're talking to my Irish side. Well, there you go. <laughs> you and, got my and, Polish side, now you got my <laughs> Irish side. Exactly. And think about Thanksgiving, right? At Thanksgiving, we all, because it's 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 all cultures, right? And everybody celebrates Thanksgiving. It. And think about creamy potatoes, right? So we chose to make it in Poland in a 270-year-old distillery mm. there. Um, it takes eight pounds of potatoes to make one-fifth. And so that's how we started, how we got introduced to getting into this business. And right. then over time, we've evolved. And then getting back to your question about pivoting. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, look, it's been a crazy time. But how we achieved some success, you know, however you may define that. Sure. But how we achieved success was, frankly, shoes, wearing through shoe leather like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. We went out and saw the people. We saw independent retailers. We saw independent restaurateurs, 
bars, nightclubs, chain restaurants, mm -hmm. private clubs, hotel bars. And we wore out numerous pairs of shoes because with a positive <laughs> attitude and a good pair right. of shoes, you can kind of get somewhere. Right. Right. Yeah. No, so that's well, that was that was in the olden days when there could actually be sales calls. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I See, we we had to we had to launch with no sales calls, no tastings, no events. The sales staff, the sales team for the distributor, couldn't even get through on the phones to their off-premise accounts because they were so busy. They were too busy dealing with lines of people trying to. <laughs> I understand that. And I guess that's where I come in with a question for you, yes, Michael, which yes, is, yeah. are you, because this is important, yeah. are yes. you deploying your distributor salespeople and relying upon them to get your product in the hands of on and off-premise venues? Well, first or of all, are you they're doing yourself as well. Uh, it's, uh, it's, even, it's in between that because we are obviously relying on our distributors um, but our distributors are unable to go out and do that shoe leather. So right. it's, it's really how they can tie into their existing accounts. Uh, what we're doing is we're doing a, we've really launched, we pivoted it to create really an 80%, if not a hundred percent pure digital activation, which is social media, which is email marketing, which is podcasts like this engaging with, with audiences and doing campaigns to generate awareness, followed by brand affinity, followed by user-generated content. Uh, we're doing our Where's Joe, Here's Joe campaign. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, th this, these were things that were always part of the plan, but it wasn't the only part of the plan. Right. There was a lot of traditional that was going to go along with it. Uh, and that has, not only has it... Um, uh, you know, we're, re we're reinventing even how we're launching in other markets, even as some of the markets open up a little bit with uh, a little bit more ability to, for people to go out and, and call on accounts. Right. Um, we're still, we're still pushing the digital envelope and, you know, and it, and it worked in Michigan. We, we, we moved, I don't know, 500 cases in the first um, 60, 70 days. Wow. Uh, wow. And, we're, and we're in 850 uh, at last count, I haven't gotten an update in about two weeks, but 850 um, retailers in Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, and that was within, you know, 90 days. Um, okay. So there's, you know, there's momentum. Uh, and we're, you know, I know that uh, in o Oklahoma and Mississippi, uh, things are moving. Uh, we are just this week. Uh, uh, well, actually, it was last week that first the bottles arrived, but uh, in Maine and New Hampshire. I saw the uh, <coughs> purchasing so, his bottle of uh, Joe Lewis bourbon at, at the had his favorite spot there. I, that was that yeah. was really great. He was a, he was a happy boy being able to buy his own product. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That was exactly. Nice exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a, it's been a, a in in these in completely weird times. It's been a it's been a pretty fairly successful launch mm -hmm. uh, where you've been able to launch. So that's we're we're excited for you guys. That's uh, that's for sure. You know, one well, of the so, things and I think I want to, I have a question about um, back in the day when you talk about um, all the effort that it really does take, especially if you're an independent brand. And I think, you know, we had a little bit of a, of an edge because of the, um, the name recognition of Joe Lewis, especially in Detroit and all the things that we were able to tap into, which was obviously part of it. But it, it was, it was also the fact that we really committed to 
his legacy and the boxing relationships uh, and developing that. And that really was our biggest concern because so much of our marketing was tied into uh, being involved with Golden Gloves and USA Boxing and all those events mm-hmm. went away. So, you know, we had to do things to, to and we are still doing things like we're doing a, a boxing only podcast on Thursdays. Right. Um, and we're doing a lot of marketing effort talking about young boxers and, you know, um, spotlighting the achievements of the up and coming young boxers, which seems like, why aren't we talking always about the bourbon? Well, it's because <laughs> that's part, that's part of the whole, you know, the, our whole commitment was to, to be. Yeah. 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 It, 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 and you guys are giving back to uh, amateur boxing and golden gloves. There's a, right. a, 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 right. a dollar number for, for each thing from, from each bottle that's going back back into the communities mm-hmm. uh, and back into boxing, which is, which is very, very cool. Very yeah, is, but, I did, but I did have a question before I did all that yeah, yeah. promotion. So when you first launched, uh, how many, was it one market? Are you talking to me, Michael? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, we did launch here in Michigan. Um, but I guess to piggyback what you're talking about, um, we felt it was very important to have authenticity credibility as it related to our product Uh and what it sounds like to me is that you've done the same thing because joe lewis as a person was the real deal right he was authentic he didn't you know talk about um a a guy who who let his actions speak louder than his words remember (laughs) and then the whole max schmelling i mean he didn't say Uh, much he just took care of business in the ring but the point is you're staying true to the authenticity of Joe Lewis as a person and of his character. And that was important for us when we launched Zim's Vodka, because Mm -hmm. frankly, as Jamie and Matt know, Zim's is short for Zimniak, the Polish word for potato. People love our story. They go, wow, wait a minute. You guys Mm -hmm. produce it in a 270 year old distillery. Okay. Uh They've forgotten by the way, more about producing vodka in Poland than we'll ever know. Right. Okay. That's authentic. Incredible. And that's yeah, been- and that, that's very much that's very much an important part of it. Look, what's going in the bottle has to be good stuff, and it has to have a story of, on its own, uh, and it has to be able to stand up to uh, the test of you know authenticity. Whether it's you know in this case it's handcrafted, it's craft still, it's uh, pot stills, it's only the heart, uh, it's uh, you know local well, uh, high limestone water, it's Southwest mm-hmm. Virginia, um, it's literally the the heart of the confederacy isn't that ironic um where it's produced and but that's part of the story that's part of the comeback and that's part of the way things have changed and um and you know look uh, these guys have had more of their share i don't need to tell you but the uh, i don't know have you had a taste by the way uh, he, he will i have oh, okay okay good, good. actually it's a great segue <laughs> good. good all right well, let's go because hey did you guys fedex me a bottle of zims or what <laughs> oh okay all right well i have to be ter- perfectly honest it's so hot out here i'm drinking white wine well thanks for taking one for the team uh being out <laughs> uh, but um I, it's it's funny you should bring that up. What a, again a great segue because um, if and you said it just about a moment ago, sixty seconds ago, and that is 
you use the heart. We could get you and I could get into a whole discussion about the the ads, <laughs> the, the tails, and the heart. We won't bore our our hosts nor our mm -hmm. audience with the granular details and pontificate <laughs> about just grabbing the heart versus the heads and tails. But the point is, um, uh, what I was going to ask you was, at the end of the day, if you can have all the marketing savvy and creativity you want, but if you don't, if what's in the bottle isn't good, it doesn't matter. Right. And and right. we, Terry Olson and I, Terry's the CEO and founder of Zim's Vodka. He and I have always said too many people are buying the outside of the bottle and not what's inside the bottle, and that's the most important component. You Look, know, you gotta have it, you gotta have it all. You gotta have the you yeah. gotta have the, the, the product, you gotta have the packaging, you gotta have the story, and you gotta have the oh, authentic follow own. through. Right? Mm. You, you know, be, something you Michael, the, two years ago, when, when Jamie uh, approached me and said, "Hey, I got this crazy idea for for a podcast, and it's going to call we're going to call it Man Cave Happy Hour, and we're going to talk about whiskey, cigar, spirits, and and the stories behind it," I said, "Absolutely, game on." What I didn't realize, what I did not expect, is the amount of information that I have able to garner and appreciate and learn over the past couple of years, and meeting folks like you guys. Uh, whether it be vodka or bourbon or what have you, the the passion behind what you guys do, yes. that was something I was not expecting at the, as much passion. I know passion's there, but I wasn't expecting as much to the point where I almost want to do this myself. <laughs> you know? <And> you, guys <laughs> you can. Inspire, you, it's yeah. possible. It is. And it's, it really it's is. It's possible. You would inspire me to learn more. And that's one of the great things I really enjoy about the man cave is that I just continue to learn and be more inspired by folks like you guys, you know, and, and, and the spirit industry in itself, you know, well, that's it's a, it, 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 it really does. All right. Well, here well, we go. So uh, did you give it a sniff? I did give it a sniff because Michael knows that's part of it. That's all part right. of the process. So what did you, what did you smell? It's all in the nose. Yeah. Getting out of the nose. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a true bourbon, a true, you know, bourbon, not just a whiskey, but a true bourbon smell. Sure. Um, because let's be candid, you know, smell is one of the key five senses. And, right? and, you, and you're going to pick you're going to pick up the corn right right on the nose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's 66 percent corn. Yeah. Very corn forward. I like it. I like the corn forward. Oh, yeah. I like this. Mm. And then what do you what what do you think what do you think about the finish? Well, well here's what, what I'm getting from it. it. It's, it's, it's lasting. It's going down, and I'm still getting it. And I'm getting uh -huh. a warmth, which I like. I'm not getting a burn. I'm getting a warmth. Ah, and you know right. what I mean, right, Michael? I know exactly what you mean. So that <laughs> is a combination of uh, part of that is the impact of the hearts because it's uh, removes. Uh, uh, the uh, the heads and the tails, which is the top and the bottom, where also that can be a little bit more of an acetone or a little bit more of the burn. And so that smooths it out in a sense of making it age longer. But this is also a high barley. It's 20% barley. Um, and so you get a little bit of that seems to really uh, give you that combination of spice and a, a layer um, on the you talked about it, it lingers right it lingers longer um, it, which is uh, what you want you, you you don't want it to go be gone in 60 in 10 seconds you know <clears throat> now and i'm curious if if i, I because i'm I, i'm not that much of a brown liquor 
guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I'm in the vodka business, because I, Terry Olson and I happen to be big vodka guys. So my question to you is this, and, and I should preface it by a quick statement, and that is, we always tell people when they taste Zim's vodka, taste it at room temperature in a blind taste test just to have some fun. Mm-hmm. I think I can say shits and giggles on this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah you can. Okay, what so, else you want to say? <laughs> so for shits and giggles, I always tell people, look, have some fun with this. Do a blind taste test. Have somebody be the administrator. Yeah. And then, especially if someone says, oh, I'm a big vodka guy. I love it when they say that to me. <laughs> and and I say, okay, so someone's going to give you Zim's and, you know, whatever. Example A, mm-hmm. another ultra premium vodka. And we win, and I'm telling you this. This is not an opinion. This is a fact. 95% of the time. And the reason we do is we tell people that the judges and mixologists, and I don't know if this is true in the bourbon industry, Michael, but the judges and mixologists and all the domestic and international competitions where we won always taste vodka at room temperature. Mm-hmm. The oh, reason yeah. most brands want you to chill or freeze it is they want to mask the impurities. And so I know, Michael, I'm drinking this neat. Yes. Yep. And I'm yep. getting the true taste, quality, warmth, uh, and character of this bourbon. Am I? Yeah, are we- you're, yeah you're absolutely right. Well, I mean, drinking it neat is is really uh, the way to taste it and the way to experience it. Um, that doesn't mean that um, adding a little first. The next step would be to add uh, a few drops of water mm-hmm. um, because that really opens up uh, the flavor profile. And then the, mm-hmm. the third option is, you know, obviously um, on the rocks, but I don't like to say rocks. I say on a rock uh, because if you use, you know, I don't know how many times I go to a, a bar and I, I say, just put f- just a, two cubes, you know, if it's regular ice and then they fill up the glass. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, um, and, but that really, the point of, of, it, of that is a little bit less of the temperature change and more of just the slower release of water. Now that doesn't, that's not to say that there aren't some wonderful cocktails uh, like a Manhattan and old fashions that, you know, that they're definitely better uh, cold, mm-hmm. you know, and on the, uh, either up or on the rocks, but uh, or for it's a Manhattan. But I think that's also because the cold tempers some of the sweet, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's, the let's, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, when you're talking about drinking cocktails, um, yeah. oh, I well, you, well, you don't want to have a warm Manhattan uh, or a warm old fashioned because then it's going to be like syrup. Yeah, those those are meant to be chilled. Sure. You know, when you right. shake them up right. in a shaker or what have you, those are those drinks are yeah. meant to be. Chilled. You know, we, we we had made the best New York sour um, with the Joe Louis uh, bourbon a few weeks back. Yes, on the show. I remember that. And it was and it was, you know, with the wine topper and it just it looked so pretty. Yeah. So you can get really. Um, crafty with yeah. the uh, with the craft cocktails at the same time yeah and, so, and joe lewis mixed really really well with that type of stuff too. and that's the thing we so we wanted to talk a little bit about the entrepreneurship of it all but then we wanted to uh see if if we could mix <laughs> bourbon and vodka and you can do look just I, don't light any matches <laughs> i found i found three recipes Really? Uh, that no way. A bourbon uh, vodka cocktail. It, 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 is one of them called a, Is one of them called a kamikaze? 
One is called uh, an AK-47. Yeah. (laughs) And the AK-47 is just, it's, I don't know. I have all the stuff to do it. I bought a couple of things, so we would have everything to do it if we were dumb enough. Um, All right. So an AK-47 cocktail. Okay. Third ounce of brandy. A third ounce of whiskey. A third ounce of gin. A third ounce of vodka. A third ounce of rum. And a third ounce of bourbon whiskey. So I I grew I up can't I grew even up calling that a kamikaze and lime <laughs> finish with soda water and the so finish on that one which is an orange and lime juice and then finish with soda water huh. it's called AK forty seven I have I it just looks did dangerous. you pull that off of the tipsy bartender uh, I may uh, where is that uh, the tipsy bartender <laughs> yeah, yeah that is where it came from but there are two others that that sounded uh, pretty good. Uh, one is called the, the Yankee Dutch, uh, and that's vodka, brandy, bourbon, triple sec, uh, and uh, uh, orange garnish. Um, I didn't bring an orange, damn. Okay. Uh, I, can, and then, uh, I can see that. I can then see the that. other one is um, it's a Kentucky peach, and I, I think I'd like to try Ooh. doing the Kentucky peach. That sounds that, amazing. That could fly. So you got okay, Kentucky peach. Give me the recipe. One, one ripe peach, right? You have two parts vodka, uh, four parts lemonade, uh, one part simple syrup, and one part uh, bourbon. bourbon. Okay, yeah. wow. So you muddle a peach, and then you add in the vodka and the spirits uh, and the lemonade, and you shake it. serve over ice with uh, a peach garnish i I think i'd try it yeah Yeah. i mean because frankly my wife is uh maybe i shouldn't say guinea pig right (laughs) but i make cocktails for her all the time at our home and i say you got to tell them because she'll i know she'll be honest with me i'll say is this you know is this a winner or is this a loser (laughs) it's real simple give me the thumbs up or thumbs down and she'll tell me so i appreciate that and she'll say wow this is a home runner man that's a dog with fleas (laughs) So, you know, I, I just a learned dog something. with fleas. I, I, like with fleas. I just learned something yeah. new. Today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how did you? How would you describe that drink? Ah, that's a dog, that's with, a fleas. dog with fleas. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. Pete, uh, Pete, and, have... and hey, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Stesiak is is uh, having some uh, questions about the. He's, he just did a oh boy on uh, commenting on uh, yeah. these recipes. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yeah. They will quickly realize that Bruce has no filter, Michael. <laughs> but as I always say, and I and Terry Open cracks up, he, he he says it all the time too now. I say, look, you gotta break a few eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you know what? It's as good as a dog with what is it? Please, what? Yeah, that's a dog, a dog with fleas. A dog with fleas. I like them both. Yeah, you can send royalty checks to Bruce Carroll. <laughs> care of, <laughs> yeah, care of. That's great. Nice. Uh, so All right, so I've uh, I've thrown the uh, I've thrown the peach into the uh, into the shaker, and I'm going to muddle it up. That is a spiffy looking uh, mixologist kit you got there, sir. It, it is. Some I got it for my birthday from a good friend, probably like three, four years ago. <laughs> Just not cracking it. It was before we were. Yeah, I haven't. Uh... Well, as a guy, it's hard to muddle peaches. Well, it's funny you should say that because you I was going to say I think, I think I even have some peach puree in my car to supplement Ooh. that. Now, I Part and go get that quickly, but you cannot. It's tough to muddle peaches, yeah. and you got to yeah. have. I'll tell you the other thing, Michael. You probably know this. 
it's important to have quality bar tools. Mm -hmm. What a great yes. holiday gift for seriously for a family member or a friend. Right. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. talking about with a stir, mm -hmm. with a good muddler. Um, I mean, it's important to have. There, there's there's nothing one. better than than a good muddler and and different muddlers because I've got, I probably have ten different ones because sometimes you need a muddler that really can get, really, macerate. Uh, a, a fruit and that and I have one that has little ridges on it and then other wow. times you just really want a smooth something that's going to like you know break the blueberries but not <laughs> or the raspberries but not get yeah all, uh, Jamie's yeah. Uh, having a hard time over here because he doesn't have the right muddler it's not his fault no it's just that he needs the one with the little nubs on it or the uh <laughs> that's right uh, kind of like a like a meat tenderizer so to speak that's exactly the what you need for for peaches <laughs> Because you got to get through the. I should have started this at the beginning of the show. <laughs> the Wait, yeah, I thought this was like a cooking show. Don't you have Don't you have the cocktails already made that you just take out of the cabinet and you don't even make it? You say, "Here's yes, the ingredients." TV, oh, here's the finish. This is podcast. It's a podcast. That's yeah. what all, That's what Alton Brown would do. <laughs> hey, I resemble that remark, but I'm. Uh, can I get a rim shot? Oh. But um, but um, yeah. boom. Oh, I said it was a straight guy. <laughs> oh, that that got weird. That got a little bit oh. weird. Okay, let's see. Yeah. I just oh, caught up goodness. with that one. Okay. That is so funny. Um, so it always, I, it always takes me a second. So um, <laughs> let, let me ask you this, uh, Michael. I'm just curious. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but is unlike Michigan, which as you know is a regulated state. Arguably one of the most regulated states in the union. Um, yeah. What is Kentucky? Is Kentucky non-regulated or regulated by uh, the state? Kentucky, it's non-regulated in the. It's not. It's it's in the same way that you're talking about. It's not a control state. Okay. But it has it has some of its own peccadillos. Um, okay. And we're actually we actually are going into Kentucky. It actually in the in the era of pandemic they've loosened a lot of things up in terms of. The ability to do um, shipping uh, and delivery, right. um, you know, because they made it easy for all the Kentucky uh, distillers to be able to, you know, ship to customers, okay. even, if I, even if they haven't been to the distillery. You know, sure. um, right. typically you had to go there and, and buy stuff, but if people can't come, you know, so that, so they've loosened things up. Uh, and we're actually going in um with uh, Legacy Partners, which is uh, the distributor, we're really this is part of the uh, authenticity. We're 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 rolling out with independent distributors, smaller independent distributors, in some markets when we can, not all. Um, don't you know we're with the big guys in Michigan, Southern Glaciers, uh, and we're with them in a few other markets. Um, but when we when there is a, a real viable option, so we're with Legacy. Um, and it's actually the first, uh, I know it's the only black owned distributor in Kentucky. And I don't know if it's, uh, in the country, but, um, uh, which is, you know, that was important to us as well. And, sure. um, you know, and we're, and we're going in with some, uh, independent, uh, you know, some, uh, other independents in other markets, which we'll talk about, mm. but, um, you know, that's, that's kind of an important part. That was part of my education and learning what does diversity and inclusiveness really mean? And, and from a brand, it's not just saying things, it's doing things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we've kind of looked at supply chain where we could 
Uh, we've looked at, you know, we, we can't always uh, do it, but we at least the owners are, are very conscious. And you know, I'm, I don't know, you know, I'm really, I'm the, I'm the outside advisor. I am the one who found the bourbon. I am the one who has spearheaded the, the narrative of the story, but um, I'm not the sole, you know, and I, and as a result, uh, you know, I do have, they've given me some leeway, uh, but ultimately it's, uh, you know, the, the, the CEO and the, the, the two founders who really, you know, JJ and Peter, who have the, the, okay, you know, the p authority. Um, right. <laughs> so, so, but, you know, so, uh, you know, having to make the case and having to educate on why these things are important has been part of the journey for all of us. Now, um, what was important to us uh, right out of the get-go was earning prestigious awards in important international competitions. So mm-hmm. um, I, I know Jamie and again, Matt, this is somewhat redundant to them, but regardless, our audience listening and for you, um, we won a platinum award uh, at the vodka masters comp, or excuse me, um, uh, uh, a gold at the uh, vodka masters competition, oh. and we also won a platinum award at the SIP competition. SIP is an acronym for Spirits International Prestige, mm-hmm. and we won their highest award. Um, so we earned some very high quality awards right out of the gate. My question to you mm-hmm. is. Have you, I, I don't know about the bourbon space, but are there mm-hmm. competitions and have you entered? Oh, absolutely. Share uh, that absolutely. with our and, audience. And yeah. So I think what, what's interesting is what we did is that um, we entered uh, the craft, uh, the American Distilling Institute's uh, sp- uh, judging of craft spirits competition, which uh, we entered it because our product didn't get, um, we weren't in the market. We weren't really in production with the product till March in a branded way. So we actually submitted the bourbon uh, under the, dis- the, the distillery brand. Um, and it won a silver as in most best authentic uh, bourbon, craft bourbon, um, not a gold. But, uh, you know, so we're interested when this comes around again to enter again as a brand <laughs> and see if the outcome is different, but in a, in a sense, we were happy. We were thrilled because it was a no name brand uh, and um, a no name brand. And, and, you know, nobody could have been swayed by anything, you know, from a brand story standpoint, which for a lot of the judging, you know, let's be honest. I mean, it's, they're supposed to be just judging the, uh, the juice, but right. it's hard sometimes when they know what brand it is, or the, especially if it's a, if it's as craft, brand and they know kind of the backstory you know it's hard to uh not have that influence the decision in my opinion but but to have that coming right out of the gate you know that silver medal right out of the gate that that speaks volumes for for the product itself it really does it speaks to accountability it speaks to credibility right it speaks to authenticity so congrats to you you know i was gonna thank you i was gonna ask you michael and you Mm -hmm. just about a month ago you you guys released yourselves in uh, oklahoma Mm-hmm. Right. I'm curious mm-hmm. to know how that's going. And and you have uh, Vegas coming up here pretty quickly. Do you not? Uh, Vegas. We don't have it. It's coming. But it's it's returning. I don't have an actual timetable. Okay. But, uh, Mississippi yep. uh, and Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh, are. Oh, 
Sorry, the, my assistants are. Hey, we, we uh, love the puppies here. So uh, you're... No, these aren't puppies. These are actually some big dogs. I'm, I'm visiting some of them. Oh, those okay. are not. Those are very large uh, dogs. <laughs> or the puppies. Uh, the puppies are in the house. Um, uh, so yeah, so Oklahoma is going really well. In fact, last week was a big week because a lot of attention with the boxing match. Mm-hmm. So we were able to get a lot of exposure for that. And I, uh, I think we're, you know, we're in about, um, um, saying like about 40 retail locations and there's some limited on-prem, uh, Mississippi is doing really well. I mean, I, I don't know how many locations we're in, but I know that they're reordering, uh, rate, the reorder rates are strong and that's only been about three weeks. So I don't, we don't have a full month picture yet. So I think in a couple of weeks we will. Uh, and I and I know for a fact that there were at least six bottles sold in Portland because I know who bought them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, we've uh, I think I think we've you know we've we've um, had some reasonably strong sales in Maine. I don't even have the list of all of the locations yet from uh, that it's placed, but uh, I, I know anecdotally um, from the owners who are making it their business to pay it to call around and visit it's selling <laughs> now just as you guys continue to expand and as zim's vodka continues continues to expand you know we, you know we're just very fortunate to be a part of that with you guys we really are you know and just and just to know you and to talk to you guys together at the same time you know how, how many podcasts have you heard of that can mix vodka and bourbon i i, I don't know of any i don't know of any i never even <laughs> thought until today <laughs> i didn't think it was possible the brainchild over here to my left, uh, <laughs> being the mixologist, this this whole Man Cave Happy Hour idea is just it's so amazing to learn. And I just say, if you want to learn about the spirit industry itself, just start reading, start talking to people. And that's some Bruce, you do that very well. And Michael, you do that very well as well. It, you just you have to get to know somebody and talk to them and really pull out their own story, too. Because there's already an origin story behind your behind your passion, your product. Right. What about you as the individual? What makes you mm-hmm. passionate about mm-hmm. your product itself? Well, it's like I I think passion is like a lifestyle, right, Michael? I mean, um, you, I, look, I, this isn't about spirits only. I'm no, I believe it no. about entrepreneurship. Exactly. Passion. In, in fact, Terry Olson, who couldn't make it tonight, but Matt and Jamie know Terry. He's the CEO and founder of Zim's Vodka. He and I met playing hockey. We're hockey guys playing hockey right out of college. And um, he is originally from Victoria, British Columbia. He came here. Thank you very much. Um, And uh, we became very, very close friends. I'm godfather to his youngest daughter, who, by the way, just got engaged, which I'm very excited for her. Yeah. Um, oh, we missed all the, uh, well, the marriage is coming, so we can ask yeah, for favors on the wedding day. Absolutely. Why wouldn't there, you? <laughs> but you know, we met playing hockey. We were More both zips. passionate about hockey, and, and we also owned another business together. Um, so, look, I, you just don't turn that switch on. Um, I'm sure Michael has it in his DNA. He's got the entrepreneurial gene, as do his uh, his partners. Uh, P- Peter or, and JJ, yeah. 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 Look, mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. you got to have that. I mean, if you wake up and go every day and go, Oh gee, you know, I got to go do this. Well, Cause I used to own a bread company and I used to tell people, you got to be here at 5am and don't be late. <laughs> and, right? and you got to, and you got to roll up your sleeves and you got to look, I've always made it a point to know as much as I could about every facet, which is why I still, to this day, I'm doing, I do a lot of hands-on and until it's the right time to turn it off, turn it over to the next person. And that way you can manage 
<clears throat> expectations because you know you've been there. You know what it takes to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important. And, you know, look, I, I've, I've founded uh, – I'm a – I guess I'm a Forex startup entrepreneur. Um, and, and three of, uh, three of my startups, well, two of the, my startups definitely were things that had never been done before in other industries. Um, but they were all marketing related. And, you know, that's, that was all about passion. And that when it came to, you know, it's, that was raising money it had to be passion because there weren't any, there was no history of sales or revenue. It was only an idea. And to me that, you know, fundamentally, once you've had that experience, it, it allows you to understand the importance of knowing your product, believing your product and having the passion and making sure that it is, you know, it's, it's you, right? Yeah. It's you. It's not, well, you're not, you're not representing some, somebody else's uh, product or idea. You have to, you have to own it mm -hmm. literally and figuratively. Terry Olson's the same way. And I always, I always say guys like Terry Olson, guys like you, Michael, and frankly, guys like you, both you don't give yourself enough credit but the guys who go through that that wall first get the bloodiest okay you're, you're creating something new you're passionate you're inspiring you're motivating you're like when you started man cave happy hour no one else has done that right, right. that's remarkable you're you guys are i mean breaking through well, thank you. Thank we're you. making ripples yeah let's go <laughs> all right i'm done uh i'm done mixing i think i think we got something oh and look at the time in oh, our, yeah. it's, it's cocktail time so uh, cheers. cheers 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 or as we cheers. say in poland cheers. nostrovia, nostrovia. nostrovia. Uh, michael cheers cheers oh my gosh wow I, jamie i could drink this is summer fun right here. This is a summer cocktail. Man, I feel like I'm poolside with Michael, actually, mm. right now. <laughs> it would well, be good poolside, right? A little sweet on the peach, a little tart on the lemon. And you, can you got still... a little bite of the Jack. You got a little bite of the vodka. You can. You got that the bourbon. Yeah. It, it, this is really good. I mean, um, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a winner. That's tasty. That's dangerous is what that is. Well, <laughs> it's like I always say, uh, I'm gonna... Terry I'm gonna... Olsen, um got the uh what do you call it the web address uh i said because when when i we, he and i first started this mm -hmm. um he said what does it taste like bruce i go it tastes like another and another and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> another one yeah. oh, that's great all right, all right well i'm gonna have to go make this myself later yes right? yeah we'll put this the, uh, is uh creative culinaries uh creative hyphen culinary.com is where this came from we'll put a link to it uh up on the socials yeah uh, so people Perfect. can get all that and uh yeah, yeah. Excellent. excellent that's that's a tasty beverage that right is there. really yeah. good that was some fun well done jamie yeah well there you go so uh michael thanks for hanging out my pleasure bruce and, it was uh, a pleasure to meet you my pleasure trust me i'm gr very grateful to have been a part of this i wish you nothing but continued good luck and success and if there's any way that we at Zim's Vodka can help you to promote Joe Lewis Bourbon. Please, we're, we're going to get connected through Jamie and well, Matt. Well, now, now that we have that AK-47 recipe... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
uh, we might have to I might have to re re envision the whole marketing plan. That so yeah. No. Like an AK forty seven, it sounds dangerous. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe yeah. it is, yes. I'm not uh, sure I'm gonna get that one approved. All right. Cheers. Salute. Salute. Thanks for everything. Thank you. Thank you guys.